So God chose you. If you're choosing yourself, I mean, He chose you for, He loves you. And He's given you this opportunity in what you might want to call perilous times. There's been no other time in history like this. And if you start to shine your light with your testimony and witness, the simplicity of that. See, most people, you've got beguiled with the simplicity of, of Satan beguiled her, seduced her out. Society's trying to make it really convenient to just slide over here and change into their doctrines. That's not Jesus, that's not God, that's not Israel, that's not the New Jerusalem. And if you're in the Lord, that's not the new creature in Christ. So, He did the opposite with me. I don't know about you. To prepare me for a fuller measure of Him. So you've got to move something in your heart of your habitual self in your personality. And a lot of people know sometimes through emotions, hurt, pain, whatever. You don't repent of that he could twist himself up in your personality. The devil can just as much as the Lord wants to be now. It's no longer I live, but Christ lives through me. The life which I now live, I live through the Son of God. So that makes you a joiner of Jesus. That makes you a co-creator if you speak life out of your mouth. And you're sober concerning death and life. You're real about yourself, see. You can't control nobody else. They want to control your mind, your will, and emotions, so you have no defense mechanisms left to have your body. It's like a lab rat to be used for what they're doing in the Antichrist doctrines. It's all for it's, it's all big money, by the way. These disasters, it's just big business. It's all the depletion of your wealth, and your wealth is the wisdom of Jesus, which is better than gold, yea, and fine gold. Wisdom is the principal thing, and that which gives you the adornment. That's why I call Bond beautiful. Adorned with Jesus. Wow, the truth. And see, then I figured out, not at my best, because at my best, I didn't save or help save anybody. I wasn't saved. I was at my best. Well, be your best, man. At my best, with a cigar in one hand, a beer in the other hand, driving drunk from Las Vegas to Los Angeles, with another party animal in the car with me, swerving all over, came the angel of death after me. See, I knew my antics weren't working. And then when the person driving the car almost cut off this other car in this little innocuous, I don't know what it was, Honda Accord, all of a sudden now, this guy's brandishing his 9mm in the window. Now, I have done security at that point for 15 years. Riot. Multi-billionaires. 
you name it. Dumpsters. <laughs> I swept out bar puke for half a decade. <laughs> Threw the beer bottles out. I had beer, whiskey bottles thrown at me. I mean, you name it. I did security for every music group from the slime bags to the highfalutin. I mean, it didn't matter who it was. I was for hire. had some movie deals offered to me. My wife had a, a three-part movie deal offered to her right when she met me. But it was, it was all for, in other words, just because it's money or success or fame, that can kill you a lot faster if you say yes and get yoked to the wrong thing. Lifestyles, everything matters. Now all of a sudden, being relaxed, from a, I, I told you guys this testimony, in Luke Laser's a great testimony. We got another one coming out. But I was coming back from Mr. Las Vegas. Now, how cheesy is that? And all of a sudden, at that point, I knew something was wrong with me. And I wasn't ready to make, meet my maker. I was never afraid of dying. But I was afraid I wasn't ready to meet God. I knew it. I was so slammed full myself in ignorance and I knew that my ticket was punched. And I, I didn't know how. I knew He was preparing me. I didn't know at that point that I was going to be given a choice to be made merchandise out of because also my five-star reputation was down the tank. That's what Jesus, I met Jesus at a Bible study out of a man of God who was just do what we do. I heard truth. How could I hear truth and totally reprobate? I saw God within two weeks. Jesus Christ manifest out of another man's body. How could I see that? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I wasn't pure in heart. But God looks on the heart now. We'll flip that noodle. Because God chose a, chose his man after his own heart with King David. I mean, I wasn't born in the church pew doing good things. It had nothing to do with going to church. Now, if you're going to church. Have you seen people on the floor puking out demons or crying in grief or self-afflicted examining self? Oh, we pray for this. We pray for that. We... Good things. Maybe God didn't call you for just that because I have dealt in my 25 years with every type of religious person in every denomination and every fallen angel on the dark side and the heavenly side. I'm not telling you this because I think you. I'm telling you this word's a lie. And you got maybe the choice now and forever which total life you're going to live. One way or the other. You can't be lukewarm. And he almost says go back to the world and be a self-centered consumer and enrich yourself with the rest of them. 
And then once it's done, rich or poor, you're all going to have to take the mark of the beast, fall down and worship him, and hate God and his sons and daughters. Are you ready to meet your maker? Because if your maker is departing from you because of your own ways, my own ways were wickedness. Well, let's try my best. Then you're in the wrong path. You have opportunity right now where it would seem hopeless. People are really comfortable. Seems just going like a sheep to the slaughter. I mean, wide is the path that, that leads unto destruction. Many be that go there at straight gate narrows a path which leads unto life. We're just not talking about this temporal wisp, but if you're here now, this is what you're here for, to have the life of Christ manifesting through you. Or he, if he, if he's not, what good are you? What's he need you for to go with the crowd? And if you're God's chosen, you might be made an example of. Well, that's not just. That's not my merciful God. Oh, yes, it is. The much is given, much is required. And him that has more should be given and in abundance. Or that, the backslider, what he does have, even what he does, should be taken away. So that gangster who wasn't afraid of death but was mortified of God. And this good good guy who had a lot of thuggish things and saw a lot of violence. I walked with a darn flashlight the walkie-talkie in the middle of ghettos at 2 a.m. doing security. happy as a lark with my baked potato and chicken breast <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> now, even devils knew there's something off with me. <laughs> and that was a long time ago. If you've been around for a while, nothing can replace experience. Well, I gave me a life to the Lord, so I just want to go home now. Why has He got you here still? Take you home like that. Me too. The reward, He says, in long life, peace and happiness. I'm in the midst of a wicked and perverse nation. Then He tells you, stand with your lights burning bright. It's all about love, and I'm he should be hated for all men's sake. So we're gonna go to get that straight and narrow countenance of Jesus Christ in your life. That's what holiness is. But do you hear ever hear of holiness anymore? Ah, uh, you know. And if you're not looking the man in the mirror and saying the truth or calling somebody for desperate. I've always told people, you know how refreshing it is when there's somebody desperate and convicted? I got 
dozens of examples of backslidden Christians especially convicted of their own sin and can't get out of their bodily torment. I've had, I've had wicked sit there and see demons crawling up their legs and know it was, it was the devil because they've been afflicted since youth, knew they were possessed, but never had the answer out. Or no, nobody power. Until they met me. Now why would I have any power? John, flip your Bible open to Matthew uh, chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, read verse 8. When the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Uh, insomnia supernaturally is one of the most and billions of dollars of industry on sleep aids. Tension, stress, subconscious emotion, not be able to rest. And then uh, a lot of technology is centered on making ourselves a walking microwave. Vexed. So you're always on amped up. So you can't sleep and these pulses go out. It's the, it's the false light. I call it dirty energy as opposed to Christ's light, which makes you lie down in green pastures so you can rest. But you go where the anointing is and you'll be able to rest. And watch the body start to kick back in. It's all about stripping your immune system, stripping your soul, and then imprinting a false light into your body. And then you're, you're dependent on that false light technologically, Morally, medication, you go down the list. And then they're going to want to imprint that record into false ink, uh, a chip, nanoterrorism, nanotechnology, nano, nanomedication, airborne diseases. This is all a ruse purposely done. It. So, you, so you want to give away your liberty of read that scripture again. When the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Okay. The multitudes marveled, knowing Christ, for God gave such power unto men. What power? I mean, all over the Bible, it's all about power, love, sound mind. And if you have peace among them, because you're being cleansed, to the washing of the water, word and the regeneration of the Holy Ghost, then all of a sudden you have a uh, holy, omnipotent spirit washing you clean. See, when you're in a place like that, I used to be, you could start reading the Bible and fall asleep in three minutes. Because the, the natural body is going, Zoink. there's your sleep aid. For all you. Try, try seeing if you can read three verses, let alone three chapters, and then listen audibly, because faith comes by hearing. Uh, hearing comes by the Word of God. So where's your power? The Word of God. Because He gave that power through, right? Say it again, Dan. That's me. And so His power, which is the power over all the of the enemy, that actually washes you from the enemy's devices. 
you know, detoxifying from dependency biologically. They're trying to change people's biological time clocks. Your blood is being attacked because the, the blood houses the spirit. And then you've got to wrestle against supernatural. A supernatural life has a supernatural testimony. I told a Baptist preacher once who was the head of an 80 church board congregation, 80 churches associated. The living Jesus wants to manifest to you because his wife, his wife was the one hit with all the demons. And she had you name the ailments. He had a laundry list. Well, but everyone's praying for her. I said, take her to me. You bring her to me now, she'll be healed. Well, that's just what are you talking about? I said, the real Jesus. So what are you talking about? I said, Jesus Christ wants to step out of my body and heal her. What Jesus are you talking about? I said, the one as it's written. <laughs> Quickly turn to Acts uh, 22. Um... Go, uh, what's, let's catch up with you guys there. This is all about the resurrection from the dead, right? So go in, uh, read verse 6 through, yeah, 11. Let's just see that. It came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me. And I felt into, unto the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid. But they heard not the voice of him who spake unto me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? Alright, stop right there and I'll have you read the rest. I want to tell you something about God. When Jesus appears to people, people think they, they, they can see aliens. They can see demons. But if you see it's a terrible thing to fall in the hands of a living God. It's a fearful thing. So judgment must begin at the house of God. If the, the righteous scarcely be saved, how much more are the ungodly and the sinner? God is more horrifying unsaved to see than the devil. And when you're committing high treason against the devil, that means you repent of yourself. You're forsaking that life for God. That's why persecution happens. Especially especially what we never see is amongst our own. You think it's a rational person arguing with you or you're talking faith and every time you just get loaded up with the Word of God or you feel good, the devil tries to come and immediately steal that mustard seed of light. All you know is you feel better after receiving God's Word. And it, it doesn't matter who He's coming from. Out of the mouth of babes. So, Everyone saw that light. Keep going. And the Lord said to me, Arise and go into Damascus. 
and there it shall be told thee of all things that are appointed for thee to do. And when I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of them that were with me, mm. I came into Damascus. What, uh, what, what blinded Paul? Who blinded Paul? I, I could not see for the glory of that light. He was so loaded with the letter and the law and when that pure light hit him, all that corpuscle of, because Jesus fulfilled the law of promise, hit his body in the mucous membranes, formed a cast around like Spider-Man, and he was blinded. Okay? Did it keep him that way? I mean, he was a little bughead they, they called Paul. He went through a process of God preparing him because immediately once he received his eyesight, he conferred not with flesh and blood, but what did he go do immediately? Testified. Of what? Christ. Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. So if that's what you're doing, you're going to contend for the faith. And you use your ailments, you use your age, you use your ignorance, you use your unsavedness, you use everything that you are and start dropping the source of the Word. Not what you don't have. You testify what you do have. I don't know, but this is what I do know. All I know is before this and now this. All I know is when I go back to the truth. This is my testimony. All I know is you're behaving for all men's sake, but they'll turn to you for a testimony, and they're going to even want to pay protection money because they're a horrifyingly afraid of losing everything by force. That may not make sense to you. But you read Ecclesiastes 2.26 or you give it in to God where it can't be stolen. See, once God started to change me, He took my millions, my Titanic, I had 300 employees plus. I had the richest, most famous clients. All of a sudden I became a pariah. When I said, yeah, Jesus is alive. Where is he? I've seen him, he's in me. They thought there was something wildly wrong with me. My family thought I had, uh, I don't know what they thought I had. I lost 100 pounds in fasting and prayer. I was protector in the, in the flesh. See, the devil's mean, by the way. You faithful ones, you got to be tough. I was tough. I wasn't mean. you got to take some of your smarts and quit prostrating yourself so easily, so convenient, because you're persecuted or attacked or yet. And quit being deceived and lied to. And then start praying for them as they're using their life force to persecute you or the house of God. There's a line that people cross sometimes. Like I said, it'd be better for a millstone cast about their neck. When my moment came on the road to Damascus, the road to Las Vegas to L.A., I knew if I kept going down that road, I was going to die. I didn't know how. I just knew the favor was gone. Now, I've gone through 
many death things even more safe. Wrestling with the devil and his bunch, then contending with a lot of Christians that will not stand up, will not change, will not conform. And I don't care what they've said, I've been flattered by them all. It's gospel love. And when you give, expect nothing in return. What a person does with love isn't on you to prove that love. And when you start looking at it through Jesus' eyes and what that person or people are doing with His anointed presence, you might want to think sometimes, don't cast your pearls that way. If they're going to stay carnal, like Paul immediately... Look, two weeks into this thing, I started telling clients, people I've never met, and especially my own, Christ has changed my life. Well, of course, no, he's appeared to me. I'd get in the light with anybody. And half of them sit there and go, what's wrong with this guy? And then I'd have them read Scripture. Pure strangers would receive it. But many of your own, see, that's that little nucleus that might try to keep boxing you out with doubt. Don't you love to hear doubt right when you're full of faith? Don't you love to hear what's wrong with you right when you're full? I'll tell you what's wrong with you. The only privilege you have is not to sell out your life to a false doctrine in a false light and be intimidated and forced out of your liberty in Christ. And if you're alive, there's a heartbeat there's a witness to Christ, and I'm immovable. See, you want to know the mystery about your life as a witness of Christ? Coffee shop, internet, Skype, and the host of other things that I don't use. But you can use it to your advantage. Work. Imagine now your access to what you do is taken away from you. They just pulled it on you. The past three months, just like that. This man-made, purposeful virus that was man-made. All of a sudden, it, it just took all society and wrapped it up over here. Well, nothing to see there. Well, yes, there There's an opportunity here sit down with somebody and just say, listen, for me, the only existence I have is to be encouraged and encourage you. How do I do that? As it's written. Man shall not but so where's the mouth of God? Really? That means you have the audacity to say God or Christ in you is in the glorified state so your spit becomes holy. Your words become holy. All of a sudden the anointed presence of God sanctifies poverty, sickness, disease, illness, and plagues, and famines, carnality, which is death. It's in the Bible. Quickened by the Spirit. Right? Is there any other life? Because I can tell you at the end of the day, 
You're either going in the, the light, whether you die today and got to go into the ground, God's taking your spirit and then going to quicken you out of that dirt later. If you go in the translation like this, you'll go glorified. That's the resurrection. I am the resurrection from death. Not going to be. 